0: Hey, it's Kat again, and welcome back to So Below: healing trauma with respect to our duality. Today, I want to talk about cultivating a peaceful space. We've talked a lot about protecting ourselves from chaos in our day-to-day life and from cutting out toxicity, but we haven't talked about the space around us. And remembering that the home that you live in and the space that you spend your alone time in is an extension of yourself, is a way to help free yourself from the chaos of the healing process. I'm not going to pretend to be the most organized person in the world. In fact, I'm a minimalist to the extreme because it makes it easier to keep things organized. If you only have a few things, it's not hard to find a place for them. So this makes it very easy for me to keep a baseline level of clean and a baseline level of organization so that if I ever you know, let myself go, if ever I have those nurturative days that hit me over and over and over again where I don't have the energy to get up and clean as deeply as I like, I know that all I need is two hours and I can get my house completely scrubbed top to bottom and to a level that I'm satisfied with. For me, that's my baseline level of clean where I'm never more than an hour or two away from having my home at a level where I'm comfortable having someone come stay for an extended period of time and spend time in my home. And the reason I decided to talk about this now is like I said in the last episode, I got injured recently. And as a result, I became very complacent in getting things done in my home. And I kinda let things fall apart. So yesterday I had a day off and I went to Walmart and I got a couple of shelves for a cupboard that's been bothering me. And I cleaned my house, I just did my usual deep clean of the house and then I reorganized a couple of spaces. And it it took an extra maybe 30 minutes total But doing that little tiny thing was enough to make me feel brand new. I felt like I had a new outlook on life. And so when dinner was over, it was easy to make sure that the dishes got in the dishwasher, that the dishwasher got started, that the house was picked up, and that everything was clean before we went to bed, which was a simple routine. And it took 15 minutes once we were already at that clean level. But it was because I felt energized by the organization that I had done. And it was a simple task. I have this little corner cupboard with the little Lazy Susans in it, and I organized that cupboard. I organized my little coffee area, and I organized one little tiny cupboard in my bathroom. Taking those three spaces and changing them and fixing them and putting them in a way so that they look nice, and I feel good when I look at them every time I walk past, made it easier for me to keep things that way. It made it easier for me to want to keep things that way, and it took the complacency away. In the first couple of episodes, we talked about nurturative days and generative days. And nurturative days are our hard days, the days that we're struggling and the days that we're complacent and using them as a chance to heal. So I allowed myself that time to heal. I let my house fall apart just a little bit. But then I used my generative day as an opportunity to push things forward and to fix things and put things back where I feel comfortable. When my home is clean, I feel more accomplished. I feel ready to take on other tasks. It makes it easier to get up and do things. It's easier to cook dinner because all the dishes are already done. I'm not having to wash dishes to get something started because everything's done. Having things in order is a necessary part of healing. It's also a necessary part of taking control in your life. But more so than just keeping your place clean, cultivating a peaceful environment means putting things in your home that make you feel good. This last year through my healing process, feeling connected to nature is something that has brought me a lot of peace. So bringing in houseplants has been something I've wanted to do. But I really struggle with houseplants. I struggle to keep them alive and it's something I've always had a hard time with. But right now I have four plants that are thriving and that's never happened before. And to me, I think the biggest reason for that is because I named my plants. I've got my umbrella tree named Frankie. I've got Tarzan the vine plant, my son grew me a plant for Mother's Day and his name is Dog the plant. We have our Christmas tree, his name's Yule. But naming them gave me a sense of ownership to them. It made it more like a pet, something living, which obviously a plant is something living. But when you think of it as a plant, it, at least for me, it wasn't enough to make the connection. But giving them a name, talking to them, spending time getting to know them as individual plants and as individual beings and as individual things... I've been able to keep them alive, and having them in my home, watching them grow has brought me an amazing amount of joy. Um, I have loved watching the little teeny tiny uh, spider plants come in on my umbrella tree, and I've loved watching my little ivy plant grow these little teeny tiny leaves every time a new one sprouts. I get so excited, and it brings me a lot of joy, something that I've never been able to cultivate before, but now because I put effort into it, and I gave it a name, it made it easier, I read online that an old witch trick was to give your house a name. They would talk to their home and speak their intentions into it, and I think that's a beautiful thing to do. Personifying our surroundings allows us to step out of ourselves when we're home alone and going through our hard times. It allows us to have an opportunity to speak our mind to our space, speak our intentions, remembering to choose the words that we use carefully, because words are powerful. And like choosing our words carefully, we have to choose the things that surround us carefully as well. Taking time to decorate your space in a way that makes you feel good when you look around it, that makes you feel comfortable, that makes you feel safe, is a way to protect your peace. It's a way to cultivate that peaceful environment. When we first moved into this house, my kids got their own room, and each one got to decorate their room to suit their personality. This gave them a safe space to express themselves. We forget that our homes are a place to express ourselves. I sell furniture for a living, and I get to help people customize their furniture a lot. And that's my favorite thing to do. I love it when someone comes in and they want to have something completely different than anyone else. They want to have something completely and totally unique because they're completely and totally unique. They're willing to wait for it, and they're willing to put in the time and the effort to get something to make their space their own. It's something that I enjoy doing. It's actually my favorite part of my job, but I love helping people find things to go into their home to create a space that they love. And it's easy to do my job because I actually believe in what I'm selling. I believe in, I believe in people having something in their home that makes them feel good. I believe in people enjoying their space and feeling comfortable. I tell people all the time, sit in it for a long time, make sure you have plenty of opportunity to, to feel how it feels. Our bodies are so sensitive to energies all the time. If we're uncomfortable, if we're sitting on a chair that's hurting our back, that's all we're going to be able to focus on is that pain in our back. Giving yourself a comfortable place to spend your time when you're resting, to spend your time when you're healing is a necessary part of the healing process. Feeling comfortable allows you to feel safe. It allows you to open up in your home, and it allows you to give yourself the opportunity to explore the darkest parts that are kind of scary. But if you're in a safe space, it's a lot easier to be scared. People who are afraid of scary movies, and I say that because I've never seen a movie that's actually scared me, um, people who are afraid of scary movies, if they're watching it, you know, like in a haunted house, they're probably not going to have a great time. But if they're watching it safe in their own home, they can probably still enjoy the thrill of the scare. Whereas me, yeah, let's watch the scariest thing ever and bust out a Ouija board in the middle of a graveyard that's supposed to be haunted. Heck yeah, that sounds like a great time. But healing is a process that's supposed to be uncomfortable. So why not put yourself in the most comfortable situation to deal with the discomfort of the healing process? It makes it a lot easier in the long run. Your peaceful environment extends beyond your home as well. It extends into your vehicle you spend time commuting back and forth between your job between school whatever it is that you have to do you spend time in your vehicle that's why it's important to maintain your car you got to make sure it's cleaned the oils change the brakes are done you need to make sure that your car is a safe place to be it's a high pressure high anxiety situation every time you get behind the wheel you're getting in a vehicle you're getting into a weapon of mass destruction You could very easily die on your commute and we all take that risk every single day. It's one of those risks that are just worth it. We take that risk because the benefits outweigh the possibility of this slight chance that you might die in a vehicle, but yet it is a risk we run every time we get behind the wheel. So making sure that your peaceful environment extends into your vehicle is also a necessary thing. Your peaceful environment should also extend into your work. If you're in a working situation that is full of toxicity, it is going to mess with your energy levels on a day-to-day basis. And I'm not saying that everyone should go out and immediately quit their job. There are things that you can do to adjust the situation, maybe just adjusting the way that you deal with the situation, adjusting your position there. But finding ways to make sure that you're not being involved in a toxic situation is a way that you can help protect your peace. One thing I've noticed is when you have a work environment that has a high level of gossip where everybody's talking shit behind everyone's back, no one is going to feel safe in that environment. No one's going to feel comfortable. It's constant anxiety. It's constantly wondering if someone's talking shit about you because someone probably is. Um, Making sure that you're not engaging in those types of behaviors is one of the ways that we protect our peace. Engaging in shit talking, engaging in talking behind someone's back and engaging in these shady behaviors is a way that we mess with our own happiness. We, we affect our own peace when our energy doesn't reflect the healing process that we're trying to put in. If we want to surround ourselves with positivity, if we want to surround ourselves with goodness, we have to become better than what we were before. Shit talking and gossip, that's something for high school. That's something for middle school. That's something that we should move past by the time we're grown up. So cultivating a relationship at, with the people at work that don't, that doesn't involve gossip is a necessary way to protect your peace our peaceful environment also extends into the things that we consume the things that we're watching the things that we're putting our time into if we're spending all of our time on social media or if we're spending all of our time watching shit tv we're not benefiting anything we're not doing anything to build something better for ourselves Finding ways to do things that will raise your vibration, such as, you know, listening to music or reading or finding an interesting, you know, documentary or something to watch where you can be learning and pushing forward, taking your time to do something better as opposed to making the choices that, you know, are the easiest. It's easiest to get lost in a game on your phone. It's easiest to get lost in social media. It's easiest to get lost in trashy TV. But if we can take our time and our our spare time and learn to build something better than what we have around us now, we'll have a more peaceful life. And what we consume, what we bring into our life, that definitely affects your energy. When you're constantly taking in messages from the media and messages from people saying that you're supposed to look a certain way and feel a certain way, you're going to be affected by those things. You're going to be influenced by them. What little girl hasn't looked in a mirror and wanted to cut certain parts off because the media has told her she's supposed to look a certain way? Because magazines tell her that. And every time she goes to the the store to go buy clothes, each store makes you feel just a little bit different because their sizes are different. So you go try one one size on in one store and it doesn't fit you there, but it fits you in another store. So you're constantly confused. You're constantly bombarded with messages that no matter what you do, it's never going to be enough. And when we are constantly allowing those messages in, when we're watching things that promote that kind of thought process, when we're entertaining those ideas, that is something that is affecting our environment on a day-to-day basis. You can't have peace when you're constantly inviting things in that are going to make you feel like shit about yourself. There's always going to be something about us that makes us not good enough for somebody. But it doesn't matter if we're good enough for somebody. We have to be good enough for ourselves. Making sure that the messages that we consume, the things that we're taking in are things that, gonna, uh, that will empower us is a way to protect your energy. It's a way to protect your peace. That's why limiting your exposure to social media is a necessary part of the healing process. And no, I'm not saying get off of social media completely unless, you know, there's some kind of addiction thing going on and maybe taking a cleanse from it is, you know, something that's going to work for you. But even just adjusting your algorithm, I know that I went in and I, I liked a bunch of things like Psychology Today and I liked, you know, uh, different pages with fascinating history facts and other things that I enjoy learning about. And so that way, every time I'm going through my social media feed, every once in a while I get to learn something new and I get something that's going to enrich my experience on the app. That way, when I am using it, I'm at least learning something in the process and I'm I'm Being exposed to things that are going to enrich my life as opposed to things that are going to make me feel bad about myself. My feed used to be bombarded with political posts and news and all kinds of devastating information that was just really hard to get constantly. It was always coming at me and it it gave me a great deal of anxiety. And when I went through and I changed the things that I was looking at and I changed the algorithm on my social media, it made it so that the stuff I was looking at was making me feel better. And so when I was using it, it wasn't the same feeling I got before. I wasn't feeling those feelings of dread and of, you know, complete apocalyptic doom that was coming constantly through my feed. The same goes for the things that we literally consume, the things that we put into our body. If we're eating unhealthy, if we're eating shit all the time, if we're constantly drinking soda, constantly drinking alcohol, constantly smoking cigarettes, if we're doing things that harm our body, it's going to be harder to feel that balance because your body doesn't feel at its peak. It doesn't feel like it's supposed to feel. It's going to feel wrong. If you don't have a well-regimented, well-balanced diet, a well-balanced system going on in your life, it's going to be really hard to feel that peace. And no, I'm not saying you have to go on some strict diet. I've done Atkins, I've done the HCG diet, I've done literally every single diet you can possibly imagine and none of them worked for me. The only thing that's ever worked for me diet-wise is just making better choices. Smaller portions of food, only eating when I'm hungry, stopping when I'm full, not overindulging. It's like anything else in life. There is such thing as too much of a good thing. You should enjoy your food. You should sit down and eat it with the purpose of enjoying it. But it shouldn't be about getting as much as you possibly can. Life is about finding a perfect balance, and you can't do that if you're overindulging in any substance. Um, as far as consumption goes, alcohol is something that I've noticed is a huge problem with so many people. It's the way people lose themselves and, and avoid their problems. And when we consume alcohol, it, it takes away the, the pain for a moment. But when it comes back, it's going to be a lot harder and you can, all it does is it makes you want to avoid it more and more. And I've seen so many people fall into this trap of drinking constantly to forget everything that happens and then it's, instead it just causes more problems. Not to mention the fact that it's fucking expensive and it's bad for you and the way that when you wake up the next morning feeling like shit, nothing about that is what's supposed to be in your life. You're not supposed to be doing things that are going to make you feel like garbage the next day. You're supposed to be doing things that make you feel better, especially when you're healing. Hiding behind things like alcohol is a way to avoid things for a while, but it's not going to fix the problem that you have. When you've experienced trauma, consuming alcohol to hide your feelings and to avoid your feelings is like putting a muzzle on a dog that has a lot of energy and just needs to get out and run, right? So you have this dog and it's got energy. Instead of taking it out and letting it run, you put a muzzle on it. And then you irritate it and you poke it and you do more things to piss it off. And then eventually you're going to have to take that muzzle off to feed it. And what's behind it? Teeth. And that's what trauma is. It's something that has teeth. It's something that we need to deal with. But if we just take it out for a run when it shows up, when it needs it, we're not going to have to battle the teeth later on. They'll be gentle and we'll be able to handle it in a better way. But when we're avoiding things and putting it off, it just gives us a, a greater problem in the future. Alcohol is one of those things that when we consume it, you can't really have peace if you're doing it constantly. If it's a part of your routine to help you hide from your feelings, alcohol is a bad thing for you. Socially, drinking occasionally, I don't see a problem with it now and then as long as we're responsible and doing the things that we're supposed to do and never drinking and driving. But as far as the healing journey, my one biggest advice to anyone is don't drink. Alcohol will hinder your, your journey because it's how we hide. It's how we disguise our feelings instead of dealing with them when they show up. Cultivating a peaceful space is about so much more than just the home that you live in. It's about making sure that everywhere you go, you're protecting yourself from the chaos of the world around you. It's implementing changes that'll build a force field around you to protect you from all of the external factors that are gonna fuck up your day. And in building that protective barrier around yourself, you allow yourself to become a passive observer to the things happening in your life. Things happen around you, not to you. You get to be there in the moment and not in the experience. As peace becomes your practice, anything else besides that feeling of peace and comfort is going to feel like a foreign and uncomfortable thing to you. You're not going to want to associate yourself with it. You'll automatically notice the people that are toxic. You'll automatically notice the people that aren't meant to be in your life. Prioritizing your own needs and respecting your own boundaries becomes easy when peace is your baseline. It's a journey that starts inside of you. You find balance within and you begin to have the energy to find the external balance as well. When you have your home in order, when you have your life in order, all of a sudden, you're not going to be that damaged person anymore. You'll get to know the person that you're supposed to be because you'll have the confidence and understanding that comes from peace and balance. Knowing who you are and understanding who you are and respecting yourself enough to put yourself in a situation where your home and your life is a reflection of who you want to be is how you become the whole version of yourself and you're worth getting to know if you have any comments or questions feel free to message me um you can find me on instagram i would love to have an opportunity to interact and uh, talk about the things that you want to talk about Um, so go ahead and look me up and i hope to hear from you